Welcome to This Week in Bison Sports. I'm your host, Jason Pajak, and it's been an interesting couple weeks for the Bison so far. The football team started off 0-2 in a couple really tight games, uh, first up against UBC and then last week against the University of Saskatchewan. Uh, and so I've got with me in the studio today one of said football players, quarterback Des Catelier. Welcome to the show, Des. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So this weekend you're... You're coming off the the first two games, 0-2, and, and you're going to be taking on Alberta this week. Uh, so kind of just give me your perspective on going into this weekend and what it means for you guys. Um, this week our focus is just just doing anything it can to come out with a win. Like we've, we've played well over two games. We've given ourselves a chance to win, but we just haven't been able to pull it through at the end of games. And so like that's our, that's our focus is just find a way to win a game. Yeah, and people it's easy for people to look at the 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 your record and and say that something's not going right but it definitely seems like things are going right uh i was at the last game and was able to listen to the game before that and it seems like there are things that are clicking um you know your your run game's been very good and you've been throwing pretty well uh so just kind of take me through uh just the last game and how how you felt uh with your throw game, with the run game, like how you felt with the, the O-line in front of you and just how it went? Yeah, I generally felt felt really comfortable. We were moving the ball. Like in the past game, we, we pretty much were able to get a lot of what we wanted. We were able to kind of dink and dunk down the field, get a couple shots deep, but like we were we were clicking on a lot of cylinders. I mean, there's, there's always a couple plays you like to have back and stuff like that. That doesn't work out, but that'll happen in a game, and we just got to go in the film room and fix that up a little bit on the on on the ground in the run game like Jamel Jamel played a really good game and we had Sompto uh come in for a little bit and play play pretty well too so we were getting what we wanted in the run game too just being able to create second and short situations um which was which was big for our pass game and um our line's just just been doing an amazing job this year just just all around Mm-hmm. You had a very interesting quote after the game, uh, talking about uh, Macho's game and how they were trying to defend him. Can you take us kind of through how that was going? With uh, well, well, we had just uh, we had done scouting before, and we knew it was uh, it was actually a guy from Winnipeg. He was an 18 year old guy from Winnipeg, and and you don't see a lot of 18 year old guys start. And um, like when you're an 18 year old guy and you're starting, you're probably going to be a stud in the future. You're probably going to be amazing. But for right now. You're a young guy covering one of our best receivers. It's like that's a matchup we wanna we wanted to take advantage of going into the week, and I think we proved that we we did that. And he had a very good game, you know, defend or being defended by such a young player, and really you you did a very good job of taking advantage of that. Uh, so it was a fantastic game to watch, and just kind of with Brad Mikulov's kicking, how did you feel about his game? Uh, this past weekend, Brad, Brad's game, yeah. Uh, he like he missed he missed the one, I think, but I think he I think he kicked four. I think he uh, made I think he made four. Yeah, at least four. Yeah, something like that. So that's that's huge. I mean, he he's always been just just a cool cucumber, like just ready to go anytime. He always tells me just just get the ball in the fifty. I'm I'm hitting the kick, and I I, I trust that from him. And uh, he always kind of he always pulls through for that. Okay. And what's been uh, 
what's been said in the dressing room heading into this weekend? What's kind of the game plan for you guys uh, against Alberta? Um, I think we just gotta we gotta keep doing what we're doing. I mean, we're doing a lot of great things, and we just we've been we've been on the practice field trying to fix up those little mistakes, those those plays here and there. I mean. Uh, one thing that's crazy is we haven't had any penalties really because usually when you're in this situation where you've played good and you haven't really got the wins it's been like okay we got to fix up our penalties that's probably what's been killing us but but penalties really have been a been a great thing for us like we only had three penalties I think last game all of last Mm -hmm. game so we're going to try and continue to stay disciplined and um, just keep doing what we're doing and and do whatever it takes to win a football game yeah it was a very clean game uh, last weekend, it was a bit. It turned into a bit of a track meet with with the score getting up the way that it did. Uh, but it was it was quite a clean game. It was an exciting game, and people didn't real, you know, people don't really realize how exciting those games are. Um, but there was quite a quite a crowd out for the home opener. How do you how do you guys feel having you know fans in the stands cheering and just being so supportive of you guys? It's it's amazing. It's a really good feeling. Like. Just after a big play or something, when you hear the roar, the roar of the crowd, I mean that just that just motivates you a little extra. That just that just amps you up a little bit, and 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 yeah, I really I really appreciate everybody coming out. I mean that's that's what we all that's what we were all there for. It's it's an entertainment business as well, and we're there to entertain people. and And I'm happy a lot of people were able to were able to come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Bisons are kind of in the upswing, coming out of a couple a few years of. Uh, some disappointing seasons, and since you've taken over as the quarterback, um, you know we've seen this progression trending upwards um, at the, with the on-field production. How do you feel uh, taking over that starting role, and you know coming into this year being a little more solid and being a little more experienced? I think the biggest thing for me was just my confidence coming into this year. I was I was just being able to get those five games out of the way last year where. There was definitely some ups and definitely some downs. Like there, it was it was it was a tough year all around, and getting thrown in thrown into the season to kind of try and save our season. It was tough, and it was tough on me and and our whole team in general. And there was definitely some struggles. And I think just this year coming in was I felt so much more confident. Got those games out of the way. Like coming to the year as a starter, as a leader, and kind of give more of my input on certain things and and yeah it just it just really started clicking for me this year mm-hmm. and you really have are a leader in that dressing room who else would you say is kind of a, a leader um we have a, we have a couple different leaders for sure we have we have a group of of, of solid like uh we we have like a leadership group of 12 guys but i say like the big guys on that is is jamel isles Jamel is a big, big vocal vocal leader, and he 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 really cares about the team. He really cares about how we do, and and he sh- and he shows that, and he he cares about the people as well, and that like that really comes off as a great leader. And um, on the defense, like we got Jaden McCoy, fifth year, who's who's been around, who's seen a lot, and is just anchoring that defense right now and doing a great job. And um, also Derek Dufault. Derek Dufault is just. Maybe more the silent leader, but he goes in, he does his job every day, and people respect him for that. And uh, so Dylan Schrott's had a, a few good games as well. How do you feel connecting with him uh, just between like the quarterback and receiver? We, we have a really good connection going on back to um, – like, I'm, from, I'm from Calgary, and he was living – he played on the Calgary Colts. 
So we had been throwing together even before he came out to the Bisons. We'd been throwing together. And um, last year we even lived together, and we were able to, to get really, really on the same page. So I think that, that really helped what we're seeing on the field right now is that connection before this season. And, and what does that mean to you, having somebody you know, from your hometown, somebody you've played with, come and join you kind of on this journey in university with the Bisons? I mean, that's huge. That's That's just... I mean, just connections and, and and chemistry is is so big in in football. So when you when you get to know somebody off the field, you can trust them on the field to to do their job and and be where you want them to be. And that's that's just a big thing for me. Yeah, and you mentioned that you're from Calgary, and um, you know a lot of people that watch or you hear about uh, university sports in Canada, they kind of assume that most of the people are. You know, from wherever the the team is, so they're assuming that lots of players are from Manitoba, but that's really not that true. So, uh, how was I? Kind of want to get to know your recruitment story and how you kind of got on the road to becoming uh, University of Manitoba Bison. Um, well, it probably started even maybe in 2014. Um, they were recruiting my brother, my older brother, really hard, and. Um, I was always kind of in those meetings, and they knew who I was, and so they they talked to me. But it was like they were more at my brother, but I had already now I'd seen the program. I had met with Dolby a couple times, so so we got to know each other a little bit. And then my brother did sign here and came here for a year. He redshirted that year, but um, and then he left back to Calgary after one year. But while he was there that year. Like I came out to Manitoba a couple times, got to come around the stadium, meet with Doby one on one, and and really felt like a great atmosphere around the team. And, um, and then that uh, that spring after my uh, my high school season, I, uh, I I committed here. So it was kind of a serendipitous sort of thing, you know. You you were exposed to the the program through your brother, and it it kind of just. It was almost meant to be that you would come here, and it was, the fit was so great. Um, were there any other programs that were kind of knocking on your door, or was it kind? Of, were you did you have it made up in your mind that you were going to come to Manitoba? Um, yeah, no, I didn't have it really made up at all. And like my whole high school season, I had uh, Regina was a big recruiter, and I really, really did think about Regina uh, and Calgary. Calgary. <clears throat> I mean, I, I personally. Uh, set out something for myself that I wanted to move away from home. I wanted to experience something other than Calgary, like move away. So Calgary recruited me, but I was never really thinking about going to Calgary, even though their football program is is a very, very good football program. And um, Western was the other one. And um, personally, I just wanted to stay in the in the Canada West. So going you could go even further east than you uh, you decided to go. Yeah. yeah. So what really was the 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 point that kind of pushed you over over the edge and decided to come to Manitoba? Was it was it the the experience that you'd had with the program already, or was there something else? I think I think really it was just uh, it seemed like the perfect situation for me to come into. I loved the atmosphere. I met a bunch of the guys already. They really felt like good guys, the guys that could get to know and be my friends and and that's what it really comes down to. I want to be on a team that I like like being around all the time and that's what it's been for this is my third year now and I have no regrets at all. I mean, it's it's been it's been a family atmosphere around around the team. Yeah, that is definitely the sense that you get when you go down there and you're around the dressing room and you see the guys running around joking with each other and you know it's 
poking their head into the the media room when we're trying to do interviews and things like that. Um, so really, did that help with your first couple years, kind of getting your feet under you to have so many great people around to to have somebody like Brian Doby, who's a very experienced coach and knows people and knows how to recruit like how did that help with that in the initial steps 100% it helped like coming in as a as an 18 year old you're you're intimidated i mean you're now you're playing with men you're not you're not you're not just a little 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 guy anymore like you're you're playing with men it's intimidating you're coming out and there's guys that are that are going to the CFL next year, like in your locker room. And the year before I came, Dave Onyemata just went to the NFL. It's mm-hmm. so it's it's like your eyes get big. You're like, holy, like this is this is a whole another step now. But but the transition was was seamless. I mean, I, and a big part of that was uh, Teo Dizar. Teo Dizar was was an unbelievable mentor to me. Always accepted me. Always brought me. Always invited me to stuff he was doing, and we would have our receiver quarterback stuff like. So he he was a big help to me in in transitioning and, and feeling comfortable within the team, and yeah, just uh, Coach Brian Doby is just one of the one of the best guys I've ever met, and he he just he brings in such good character guys to this team, and that's what that's what creates that atmosphere. And you mentioned uh, David Onyemata going off to the NFL, and it's kind of something I wanted to bring up. Uh, so you you know coming into that year, you had David Onyemata go, and then the next year Jeff Gray uh, was went off to the NFL and now he's with the Cleveland Browns what does that do kind of as a player does that add any type of pressure or does it kind of make it more exciting for you that you're at a program that has turned out not just CFL talent but NFL talent um for me personally I don't think it added pressure I think I think it added a lot of excitement to be in a program that is pushing out NFL talent I mean there might be some people that took it as pressure but but I, I personally, I thought I thought it was really cool that we were, we were putting out these guys and getting to know Jeff for a year or two, playing like Jeff having being in front of me, like seeing the work ethic of a guy that's going to the NFL. It was was surreal, and it was it was truly it was really exciting to to play with. Yeah, I've known Jeff for a very long time. We went to elementary school oh, really? together, and he was this really tall, very wiry guy, skinny, and then he went off to uh, the U of W Collegiate while the rest of our class basically went to Dakota Collegiate and meeting up with him coming to university, he was just like, he had gotten like a foot taller <laughs> and he was just filled out. He was a huge guy and it was like, okay, yeah, he's, he, you can, he's definitely the kind of person you look at him and you're like, you, you can do something. You're yeah. going to, you're going to be something. And it's really cool to see the success that he's had and going forward. Um, so you get to play in investors group field, which is this, massive professional caliber stadium just for people that have never been on the field at IGF and actually been able to look up and hear the crowd and see everything what what does that feel like it's uh that's a that's a feeling hard to describe when you're when you're coming out of the tunnel at at, at IGF it's 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 surreal like it's you're, you feel like you're playing professional football like you get that that feeling in your chest like it's like something kind of just takes over you and it's 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 amazing i mean i i love it i love every second of being out there at that field i mean it's a it's a professional field and that's uh, that's the best it gets uh, in our league so it's Mm -hmm. it's amazing and so it just give you like a little bit of a feeling like okay i want to keep going i want to 
it gets you a little bit excited for the prospect of like someday you being there as either like a blue bomber or coming back as a rough rider or a BC line or something. Yeah, I've, I mean, I, I on game day maybe I'm not really thinking about that as much, but sometimes in practices I come out and look around and and have those thoughts like like that's like I want to I want to be back here at the next level and that's 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 my goal and that's a goal for a lot of guys on the team is is to to make that jump to the next level and come back to to the old stadium where you used to play college ball and and uh ha- have a good game or, or or see all your friends family or whatever and um in in the old stadium yeah for sure so you are you are from Calgary so I would not judge you if you said that the Stampeders would be like your top choice but really we got a lot of Blue Bomber fans here in Manitoba of course so what would it mean for you to come back and be a Blue Bomber? Uh, to be a Blue Bomber it, it, it would mean I mean it would mean so much for me to, to, to make a, a CFL roster in the first place but being a Blue Bomber would be would be a, I, I've always followed him. my dad's from here so it, it would be a, a really good feeling I mean I, I won't I'm not going to say that the Calgary Stampeders wouldn't be my childhood dream to go play for the Calgary Stampeders, and that wouldn't be just something um, surreal to me because I've been following the Stampeders since I was four years old. My mom's a super fan of the of the Calgary Stampeders. I mean, that would just mean absolutely everything to me. But, I mean, just making any CFL roster would be a dream come true. So we're going to just go off to a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back here with Des Catelier on This Week in Bison Sports. Calgary Quintet Ruben in the Dark as they make their return to Winnipeg on Saturday, October 27th, bringing their exquisite live show to the West End Cultural Center. The group makes chilling, emotive folk and soul driven by dark, introspective lyrics that explore the duality of misery and joy. With five members scattered across Western Canada, Ruben in the Dark has emerged organically from Canada's stellar independent scene and boasting a rare chemistry that translates the language of emotion into song with haunting clarity. Tickets are moving fast and are on sale now for $20.50 plus fees available through Ticketfly, the West End, and the Winnipeg Folk Festival office. Here all year, you'll miss top-notch Calgary act Ruben in the Dark at the West End on Monday, October 27th. Brought to you by the Winnipeg Folk Festival, the West End Cultural Centre, and proudly supported by UMFM 101.5. And welcome back to This Week in Bison Sports. So before we get back to you talking to Des about... Uh, you know, the year and everything. I just want to quickly do a little bit of a plug here for some a charity that is very close to my heart. I promised that I would do this at least once this year. Um, every summer I get the opportunity to go to a place called Camp Quality, and it is a camp where we bring in children that have been affected by childhood cancer, uh, whether they've had it themselves or uh, their siblings have had it, and they get to spend a week with some very amazing people and have amazing experiences and remember what it's like to be a kid. Um, And everything that runs through that camp is done by the generosity of everyday people. And we are having two fundraisers 
this month uh, on the 18th, we are having a golf tournament. And sometime later in the month, we are having an event called Axe Cancer. Uh, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be doing some axe throwing and collecting donations. Uh, so all the details for those can be found on the Camp Quality Manitoba Facebook page. Um, so if anybody would like to sign up to play in the golf tournament, sign up a team for the axe throwing, it would mean the world to everybody involved. So all details are on the Camp Quality Facebook page. Uh, so, Des, we were talking a little bit outside about what I plan to do with this show, and it's to you know, get to know athletes a little bit more. And we've talked about uh, kind of your journey to come to the Bisons, your hopes for the future, and I want to kind of turn the clock back a l- even further. Uh, so what really got you involved with football in the first place? Um. Well, at first, I was I was big, big into hockey. Like, I started hockey when I was uh, five years old and took hockey really seriously until maybe about grade nine. I think I picked up football at, like when I was in grade seven and um, did the overlap of that for a little bit. But I, I played really high-level hockey, took high, hockey really seriously. And, and like as a kid, my childhood dream was really to go to the NHL. And... Um, just I went to, well, my brother started playing football, too, a couple of years before I did. At um, He played for the Cochrane Lions and then went to St. Francis. And um, so then I saw him do it, and then one year in hockey, I didn't, I didn't make the higher team that I wanted to, so I might have had a little extra time on my hands, and I just thought, why not try out football? I mean, I've always loved watching football. I've always watched, always watched the CFL, always watched the Stamps play. So... Uh, I went out to uh, tried it out and after my first practice was the starting quarterback on this on the team and like just just loved it ever since then and and it turns out you're pretty good at it. Yeah, it tur- turns out I wasn't I wasn't too bad at it and um took a couple of years for me to really set in that I was li- liking football more than hockey, but once I made that transition to take football seriously and want to take football somewhere was was probably around high school and and I never really looked back from there. So you didn't really have that traditional like two sport athlete crossroads where you had to pick, oh, do I go off in this direction and try and make the WHL, or do yeah. I try and you know eventually make it to the CFL and be a professional football player? No, I was I was kind of off hockey before I was I was in a WHL kind of thing. Like when I when I was younger, I was definitely played with a lot of guys that are in the WHL and NHL now. Like I I, I played pretty high level. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I qu- I quit hockey by the by the earlier stages, so I didn't have to make too too hard of a decision. Okay, and really, we we talked briefly about kind of you wanting to go pro at some point in your career. Like, do you? Is that really? Is that in the back of your mind? Kind of when you're playing, that this is the step. This is the road that I'm going to take to eventually get there. Yeah, a hundred percent. It is. It's it's. It's the uh, it's the step in between from kind of like your your high school, then you go to college, then you go to the pros, and this is a step in that direction. But while I, like while I'm here, I'm completely focused on what we're doing here, and I wanna I wanna win while I'm here. I wanna win a Vanier Cup, and that's and that's ultimately if I keep my focus on that and keep my mind on that and away from the CFL, the CFL will come, the pro opportunities will come. If if I focus on what we have to do now, because because what happens is the CFL teams they watch they watch the Vanier Cup they watch the Hardy Cup they watch like the East West Bowl mm-hmm. they watch the big games they're not watching every single one of your games necessarily so you gotta you gotta be completely focused you gotta be completely all in 
on your season and make the most out of your season. And that's that's how I've always approached football is, is I want to win with the team I'm on now and not worry about the future and let the future take care of itself when that comes. And that's definitely the, the type of attitude, that competitiveness and that that all that all encompassing drive that you really need uh, to be successful in, in whatever level that you're doing. Um, so we also talked outside about your education because you are a student athlete and as people like to say, the student should come first. Um, so kind of give everybody an idea of where you're at with uh, schooling and things. Um, so I'm in uh, kinesiology. This is my first year in it. I took uh, in my first two years. I was in uh, University One trying to get into kinesiology. So um, it's my first year, kind of taking the 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 hard, uh, the more nitty gritty classes, and I'm I'm enjoying it so far. I think it's very interesting. It's going towards something that I want to do. Like eventually, after the after a kinesiology degree, I want to do an education and and be sort of like a gym teacher. And um, so I, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing in school right now because I know it's it's something I want to do after football. Mm-hmm. It's always good to have, you know, you, you know, you can have your the dream and you can have the the journey that you're on, but there is something that comes after that. And a lot of athletes have struggled with what comes after, and that's why I feel that going the college route with sports, you know whether it's football, hockey, basketball, volleyball, whatever it is, doing that, going that road where you still have, you go get your education, you find something that outside of sports that you love to do, it really helps not only when your career is over, but really in your downtime. Um, when you're when you're not on the field, you're not prepping for, for a game or a practice, when you have that little bit of quiet time to yourself and you have to figure out something to do, it's really important to have something that you enjoy and have something that really keeps your interest. Is beyond your education, is there anything kind of you like to do on the side? Is there? Is it Fortnite? Is that uh, no? I, 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 I'm not a big video game at all. I've never I've never been a big video game. Uh, honestly, I just like to try and hang out with with some of the guys on the team. Just just keep my mind off a couple things and just hang out. I don't have any any crazy hobbies i'm trying to think of a couple right now nothing crazy i've never ever been into video games really that that much and um yeah like 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 you said with with the downtime is that is that that really helps in the in the off season being able to to focus on school and enjoy something because because my first year after my first year in the off season i I really struggled with like what do i what am i what do i do now Mm -hmm. like i'm just like sitting here i'd like didn't didn't love the classes that I was in necessarily, so I didn't want to go home and do any homework. So like it was, it's it's tough. Like the, you, it's a long off season, and and like you got to find a couple things that you're passionate about that you wanna you wanna do in your off time and stuff. Mm-hmm. And well, and, and one one thing I love to do is I love to I like watching TV. I'll, I'll have certain I've I've certain TV shows that I get I get really into for sure. Yeah, so like kind of probably like Breaking Bad. Type Game of Thrones. My my my, like my my favorite one's Westworld. It's, oh, a, it's okay. an HBO one as well. That's yeah, my favorite one. A friend of mine's been harping on me to you, watch that show, and I, I definitely I've should. Been, I've been sitting there like, ah, I don't know. It's another long one that I have to get into, <laughs> and Game of Thrones is coming back, and that's gonna eat up a lot of my time. So, do you think I should? A hundred percent, you okay. should watch Westworld. It's it's unreal. Yeah, it, and you, the thing about having good people around is what's great about the bisons and it cuts across all the teams is that it's great character people you know brian isn't the only you know the only coach or recruiter here that 
can mine out these great character people. He he does it very well, and he's done a great job of it over his career. Uh, but really, the Bisons really become a family, and it's a great support. Like like you said, in the off season when you're you're trying to figure things out and figure out what to do, you've got all this time on your hands, and it's great to have people around that you can spend that time with and it, it and it also it comes comes right back around with the sport like having having those connections and having that chemistry with everybody is really really great mm-hmm. and it's it, it makes the on-field product better yeah for sure um so just a quick before we wrap up here uh we've got about a minute left so des is there anywhere anybody can find you on social media um, at Des Catelier on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, you were lucky. You got the you got the good I, one. I got the good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, got so it when I was early, early, you know, early days, early days. Yeah. So you can follow Des at at Des Catelier on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can find me at at Jason Pajak on Twitter as well as Instagram. It's J A S O N P C H A J E K. For all your Bison's news and recaps, you can catch up. Catch them on bisonsports.com. And for any deeper dives for news, recaps, interviews, and analysis, you can get all of that from themanitobin.com or a physical copy on newsstands near you. Thanks, everybody.